listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Masters of Sex After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Masters of Sex After Show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Masters of Sex, Season 1, Episode 5. And of course, we're going to get right into the dirty and talk about Masters of Sex this episode. I am your host, Spicy Mati, and I am joined here with the sexpert, Jenna. Hello! <laughs> And we have the wonderful and amazing Roy in the building. Oh, so nice. And today we have a guest host with us to give us the male perspective. That's right. Lim is in the building. What's and up? He's What's gonna, up? He's going he's gonna to give us the, the guy's perspective for once on Masters of Sex. So That's it's right. a nice little treat for us out there. And so this episode today, we got a little deep. I'm a little emotional. Like this, this yeah. episode made me cry. I'm so sensitive. I started. I was like tearing up by crying. Yeah, like, but real cry. Freakingly, we get to see this side of Doctor Masters. Right. Yeah. Right. So let's just dig right into topic number one. Okay, Ethan, this guy who I've had a major crush on since the beginning of the show. We're he starting he to see fine. different Wait, levels really? to him. He, he's he had a crush? so cute. He I, is yeah. so cute. I don't uh, care. He's I don't so care how crazy. He is. I don't care Wait. how crazy he is. I don't care how pansy he is. He is fine. <laughs> he is fine and he can get it. Yeah. <laughs> He's all right. He's all right. <laughs> I've liked Ethan since the beginning of the show, but I didn't like when he was, of course, you know, whipping up on Virginia. That was but, my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. But it's nice That's crazy. to see that he was just, you know, going out of his mind because of the sexual connection between them. And now to see him dealing in another relationship with Vivian. Who's also his boss's daughter. Right. Right. Makes it but, ten times more juicy. Yeah. I, I don't know about that. I mean, she's also, like, really young. She's going to be 19, she said, mm-hmm. and still a baby. And he's just kind of going on a crazy roller coaster with how... We don't know how old he is, though, do we? Well, he's... Older than 19? He's yeah, older than 19. he's older than 21. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's in college, but, yeah, he's still older than 19. Yeah. Well, what was interesting was that he... I don't think that he was extremely attracted to her, extremely, you know, lustful after her, but he still decides that he's going to sleep with her. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it was a lot of nostalgia because, you know, when they had the conversation in the cafeteria and she comes up to him and he's trying to figure out who she is and then finds out that's his, you know, this girl that he liked when he was, you know, young and all of a sudden now she's appears and she's of age, but he's still a little leery because, of course, this is boss's daughter. So he's like... Do I do I proceed? Do I not? You know, what's the situation? But the thing that kind of creep, not creeps me out, but weird weirds me out. It's probably a better way to go about it. Is the fact that he was still an adult when he met her when, at her 16th birthday? Because mm-hmm. remember, she was telling him about how when she mm-hmm. first saw him, right. she was too shy. But he was like, "Oh, I'm an adult. You know, it's just all fun and games." And right. obviously, she took it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Kind of being getting more emotional with it. 
Um, but it just kind of weirds me out a little bit that he was there for his the father, like as his boss is kind of, hey, come out to my daughter's thing. And he now he's like, eh, yeah, you know, <laughs> like mean, jumping on it. There is you know? an age gap, but yeah. I do. I don't feel as if he's taking advantage of the situation. I think that she is being more of the sexually charged one because right. he didn't really go after her. She pursued him. That's right. She yeah. led him on. She yeah. semi seduced him with her provocative words. You know, yeah. she was dropping enough hints, telling him like pretty much you can hit it if you want to. Exactly. Yeah. And so he did. Yeah. And I'm sure if the whole Virginia thing didn't happen between them, he would have been more level headed about it and realized see those signs coming at him and kind of like wait hold on not a great move to go but well he's definitely being like a man whore sleeping with every single person in the hospital right now oh that's all because he's trying to get over Virginia yeah Yeah, but is (laughs) is this a rebound situation again though with Vivian well again I think it's because of the history that they have I think he's very cautious because he doesn't want it to be another girl another conquest that he had you know with the other girls I think he's like okay this is something that I really have to step lightly on which is why he was you know I don't know if I should bring it to the house but he was drunk and then he's like well come on and then he was still kind of you know trying to fill his way and then all of a sudden she was taking off the bra See, doing I, whatever she wanted to do I don't think that he wanted it like at all I, I, yeah I kind of agree I, feel I like- don't think that he wanted it he said that he wasn't the marrying type and she said that they can have you know casual fun and then she totally flipped it on him at no, the totally, end. Yeah. so it's like no okay Mm-mm. in her defense that, though I think her she, defense I think, what yes okay. <laughs> because, <laughs> defend her because she flipped it on him the thing is is I think that she really had it in her mind that in order to get this guy she will take any circumstances necessary that he will give her in order to, to, to be with him so she went a little crazy so she was like I'll have casual <laughs> sex if that's all that he has to offer me once she has the casual sex with him, which was really awkward, losing her virginity to him. Right. Even his body language was awkward. Right. There wasn't was like there's was so little... many awkward sex yeah, scenes. Yeah, like, it was very, very weird. Why? Why do y'all think he came so quick? Like, because why do you she think was a because she was a virgin? virgin? Yeah, uh, that's I think. what I was thinking. Because she was so tight. Yeah, I think that was definitely yeah. what it was um, to cause Dang, that to happen. I think he yeah. came quick because he didn't care about her. Did he really? not I think that there was a Did connection? Did he not have an orgasm though? I don't know well, that he, he said he was finished, and then when she was, well, yeah. we found out later it was blood, but he was, what's that wet? And he's like, well, that's me. He's yeah. thinking that, you know, he came all over her. Unless and, and he, he pulled out because he knew what was going on, and he just couldn't mentally finish it, unless that's the way it went. And then the blood was the lube, I guess you could say, like, the lubricant. The lubricant. So, what it, so it could be two things, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you guys. I'm not uh, the, I'm confused. Yeah. I am confused by that, by this sex scene, because either he meant he couldn't go on because he was turned off by the pain that he was, and the uncomfort mm-hmm. that he was causing her, or he meant I can't go on because I just came prematurely. Well, then, from a male's perspective, when you lost your virginity... Did it happen very quickly? Yes. Okay. So could what happened with him be very similar to what you experienced? Well, he obviously He's wasn't a virgin. A virgin. He wasn't so a virgin. He yeah. wasn't a virgin. She was the virgin. But I do think because of him thinking that he came on her because of the fluid that was mm-hmm. on her body. He oh, did. He, you're right. You see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So he, I think he came quickly. Yeah. Um, probably because she was a virgin and she was tight. I mean, it was awkward, but I think he did because I think overall he's attracted to her. I don't think he's not oh, attracted yeah, she's, to her. Oh, yeah, she's hot. She's, she's horrible. She's, she's yeah. the best looking one so far. Yeah, yeah. she's Aside gorgeous. of Virginia. Virginia's well, no, even <laughs> but, she, I think that there's a soft tinge to exactly. her even more than Virginia. Exactly. Virginia has a very like hard look. Yeah. Right. She's striking, right. but it's very hard. It's right. very mature. No, she's Hers is soft and innocent. That's because hence the virgin part. Because yeah, <laughs> she's soft and innocent. But what I thought was interesting was that she was 
taking advice from her mother at her 30th anniversary. Uh, the Scullys have a 30th anniversary, and her mother tells her, men don't know what they want. You have to tell them. You have to make them love you. And so in her defense, that's why I was saying, in her defense, she was going to play it cool, but then her mom tells her, be aggressive and force the relationship to make him love you. And that's when she takes charge and she demands and tells him, hey, you're we're together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like that's a very common theme for women to do or girls or young age, whatever that at that point when you lose your virginity or whatever it is when you want a guy, that's kind of some of the uh, information people like to give out. You know, just go for him. Make him. He doesn't know what he wants. Make mm-hmm. him do it. And then that goes in the whole crazy girl category and people become cray cray that way. Yeah, you know? forget that. <laughs> Wait, how many people really no, marry the guy that, that they lose should. their virginity to, though? Uh, it used to be popular. Yeah, well, yeah I mean, it used to be. This is set in the 50s. before 16 and pregnant. Yeah, this is set in the 50s, so we got to understand the timeline. You definitely try to yeah. pull that move now. You lose your virginity to a guy, and you're like, hey, we're together forever. Mm-hmm. He really is going to think you're crazy. Yeah. But that sucks that society has changed that, so, that much sexually. Exactly. Uh, but unfortunately, that's the case. You're crazy for thinking that. Yeah. Do you also think that there's a situation because it seems like her father really wants him to be with her? Do you Even, get that? Do you oh, see what I'm her saying? Father, her father so really is pulling at the 30th anniversary, for, he was introducing right. Ethan to other, other you know, execs there. That's exactly. true. And so it did seem as if he was favoring Ethan. Exactly. Yeah. Or is it just the, to bother Dr. Masters, though? Uh, I don't think it was to bother him. Yeah, I feel like he's playing so. a game because all his life he's played a game. The boss is always, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he, he knows the pattern. You got to get a wife. You got to have children. Even though that's not what he wants. You know what he wants. He wants a man. That's what he wants. You exactly. know, but he can't exactly. go that route. So I feel like he's playing the game. Well, when he retires, he's going to want someone in his circle exactly. to have it still in the family. Uh, exactly. So that's exactly. a really good point. And he's really, him. and as you saw, because as he introduced him, he's like, oh, he's the one that's going to take over when we're all old and gone. Mm-hmm. So he's looking for him that. And Great also point. the conversation that he had about, you know, take take her to get some egg cream. You know, the ice cream back yeah. then, what they called it, egg cream. I don't know what that is. <laughs> but, you know, he's like, are you going to take her out? You should take her out. You know, so he's pushing it out there mm-hmm. for him to basically, you know, he knows that she likes him. Yeah. Take the bait. But I have never happen. seen it actually worked. I was so surprised. He was like, okay, I have a girlfriend now. Oh. Because yeah. yeah. she was like, we're going to be together. And well, he never referenced that her casual sex remarks and how it was just going to be fun and easy and casual. I think that him saying he has a girlfriend now was out of convenience. Mm-hmm. I think that in that moment, in order to make Virginia feel comfortable with mm-hmm. him taking mm-hmm. on the responsibility exactly. yeah. of being a father figure to her son – he let like some of you know he he made he smoothed out some of that burden for her by saying oh well I'm in a relationship so I'm mm-hmm. no threat to you mm-hmm. anymore as far as a relationship is concerned or feelings yep. involved so it kind of was convenient for him to have this situation or this opportunity with Vivian that he is now in a relationship yeah and it, it kind of works because in his mind it's kind of like having her in his life is better than not having her in right. his life right. even though it's very torturing but well, he even talked with Vivian about how do you ever daydream or imagine someone else when you're having sex does mm-hmm. that you know so obviously he's doing that more. and i don't really feel like he has any option to get out of it even if he wanted to i feel mm-hmm. like he's because stuck. of the nature of the situation yeah. as he quoted stuck. you break it you buy it right you know oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well once the whole virginity thing was found out then yeah. it was like it was a whole new ball game yeah it wasn't just sex anymore now i took her virginity now i have to you know make some some things happen you know all this has to happen now because it's her virginity and again we're talking in the 50s I have to do something about this. Well, mm-hmm. why was he sending her flowers? What was that about? Was it he felt bad that having taken her virginity? Up. Yeah, follow up. Okay, follow up. So he's contemplating: Do I send her which color? And yeah. do how many do I send her? I love that whole 
conversation was like, well, orange means this, blue means that. Right. <laughs> you know, right. It's like, shit, right. it's true. It does. It's do that. true. The flower <laughs> color does yeah. mean something. If I got yellow roses from a guy, I would be like, what? It's over. <laughs> he hates me. Or he thinks I smell good. One of the two. <laughs> Well, Ooh. yellow roses is that's what it was is friendship. friendship. It was friendship. friendship. It okay. is friendship. Yeah. It is friendship. So yeah, so ye- yellow roses. She received those, but yet she was playing it cool when she had the opportunity with him alone. And I kind of like the dynamic of them. I like her being this aggressive character coming after him because I think eventually he is possibly going to fall for her mm-hmm. for his. You know, just like he doesn't know. Uh, Maybe if she just stays around, he'll yeah. end up just loving her out of. Uh, I don't want to say pity, but I think that he's going to see that Virginia isn't as amazing as he thinks that she is. Oh, you, know? you think? Oh, it's going to come out. Yeah, I think that she. I think that he has this. Um, I don't think he's ever going to let that out. Really, mm-hmm. I think he has this thing in his head. I think he has this vision, this dream, this ideal of her. He's very infatuated. That's yeah. what he's happens very when infatuated. you have good sex. Yeah. You- <laughs> <laughs> Person there you go. Grows a halo. And right. There's, they can do no wrong. A halo and wings. Right. Right. <laughs> well, but usually it's the reversal. Usually it's these women who get attached after sex. And on this episode, it seems to be that it's the men. Because if you notice, there's the study that Dr. Masters is doing with Virginia. And um, what's the name of the blonde gentleman? Uh, Austin. And Austin. then James, Austin. the female. Okay. Right. Yeah. So I they're, ha- they're, having, they're having sex for these experiments. And he's not able to get it up. He's limp for whatever reason. They right. didn't tell us. I don't know if he's nervous, but he's saying that he wants it to be, uh, what's the blonde girl's name again? Jane. 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 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're not as significant characters. I really should learn their names. But right. um, they're having this sex, and he's saying that he needs it to be her. He needs it to be her. And while I'm watching, I'm like, gosh, did he fall in love with her because of the sex? Yeah. Because he really was trying to make it passionate and make it meaningful while he was doing it to he's her. He's married, right? Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. he's married, yeah. but he was always a player, though. Yeah, he always yeah. had girls on the side. So the whole situation, this was attracted to him because now in science, mm-hmm. the theory, yeah. Yeah. he can do this, and it's all for the nature of science. Whereas I think I agree. I think he was falling in love or having strong feelings where she was really on the science. Like, let's do this for science. Let's mm-hmm. further the cause. Mm-hmm. But I'm agreeing with you. I don't understand why now because the first time, yes, he was with a different partner. Yeah. Couldn't get it up. Okay, sure. He wants the other girl. She comes, Jane comes in the play and now he still can't. Yeah. So there's something there. It might be the guilty conscience, you it know, coming in and be like, I'm married, I want right. him. But he didn't mention uh-huh. anything about his wife. I he think did not. that we're going to find out like it's a medical condition or something, maybe his blood pressure. Yeah. Or, I don't know. It's something else that they're going to reveal later on. They to probably us. will. More than did likely. you guys notice uh, Virginia's face when he first, uh, the first scene uh, with him and then the new girl? And mm-hmm. she like introduced herself. But when they were sitting there waiting for them to start having sex, she's like, and they couldn't do it. Her face was like, "Told you so." To Doctor Masters oh, about yeah. how the couple should be. There should be a chemistry. <laughs> exactly because right, he yeah. was he was disagreeing with her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just I love that. I was like, oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's learning a lot from her. Like, she yeah. is constantly, I see it in further episodes, that he's learning more from her. Because, of, again, first he was like, oh, this is my assistant. Mm-hmm. You don't have a degree. You know, he even told her that one time mm-hmm. when, you know, you don't have the background I have. If you can tell me what to do once you go through all the schooling I did. But because of everything that's happening and, and the further developments, he's starting to really pay attention to or what she's saying. Or gain a little bit of respect for her. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I think that's happening a lot. Now, what do you guys think about this study? Should they, Should the couples be attached or unattached? I think that the couple, I think that what is it that they're trying to, they're just trying to learn what happens during sex. 
you know, what your body does. Right. So or do, for well, more occasionally through an orgasm. Through an orgasm, right. right. So I think that it would make sense for it to be couples because usually with partners, there's already a comfort there. There's a, uh, a ability to know what your partner likes, how to please them. You can probably get them, you know, from A to Z quicker as far as coming is concerned. So if you're trying to get to that point, why not be with someone who already knows your body? I know. I think that it would be very hard to gather a bunch of people that would randomly have sex without knowing the other person. And likewise, I think that you can't really... I would be a completely different person in bed with someone I had no emotional attachment to. Correct. As to when I have, you know, like emotionally connected, attracted to, really enjoy this person. My sex with that person is would be po- I would be so awkward. I would be fumbling around, and I'm someone that's very comfortable sexually. But I would be fumbling around, and I would be nervous, and it wouldn't be my response. Like the excitement, you know, phase would not be the same. They wouldn't be able to measure these things accurately. But there's also the argument that nothing's better than new sex with a new partner. But the with difference new is you that you're attracted know to the new partner. Yeah, yeah like, right. like strangers on the new, street, yeah. it's a little bit tougher to get away. Yeah. <laughs> so I can I can only imagine what they're going through when they're trying to perform this for the doctors. Well, and it doesn't surprise me that uh, Dr. Masters was, you know, his response was unattached because his, you know, there's a theme in this whole show of him being unattached. So I feel like that's his comfort zone. Right. Unattached, oh, most definitely. You know? most definitely. Well, let's, let's talk about that a little bit. Dr. Masters is every episode being more revealed to us mm-hmm. as, you know, he's this cold exterior, but I feel like every episode they're letting him be a little bit more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And so we learned this episode that he too has a condition of sleepwalking that's attributed to his childhood. Right. And whatever dysfunction happened with his father and his mother when he was growing up, we know that he was abused, mm-hmm. but we still don't understand why it's triggering a sleepwalking effect for him. I know. And I was, I know this is jumping around, but I. I'm so curious to figure out what he was talking that what that conversation with his mom was about what the sleepwalking meant and how it infects everybody around them and every everything and everyone. You know, I'm just wondering like if that was a I I am assuming it was a trauma response, but I'm sh- I'm wondering what's triggering that now mm-hmm. because she didn't just lose the ba- I mean it would it would make sense if she lost the baby and he started sleepwalking there but was what, that trauma what's but what now? has triggered it is what it Virginia could have been the is stress it- with actually having to have a yeah, kid the pregnancy I was just say being that, yeah. a father because he even said how he was debating about even wanting to be a father, a father or not and if it was gonna help her I mean, he mm-hmm. and then he thought it was his fault but we'll get into that but do I mean, you all, I'm sorry no, do, go ahead. do you all think that you know based on going back to the beginning um, when it all started about how he was he didn't disclose that he had a low sperm count mm-hmm. and he was going through the motions like it was all on her do you think that he didn't tell her because I think subconsciously he did not want to have a child uh, because why else would he why else would he not disclose that no I think that it's a it's a time period thing the shame I, the shame of not being able to have the, the shame and embarrassment of not being able to have a high enough sperm count and him it being all on him I don't think he could take that well, I think that brings up a good point because I didn't think about the possibility of him really not wanting a child. So the fact that he kept allowing her to go through all these studies and take mm-hmm. these drugs and do these tests, mm-hmm. knowing that he was putting a lot of pressure on his on wife, mm-hmm. 
and him really not wanting a child, I think that that could be, it could be a 50-50. I, could, I think it could be the embarrassment in mm-hmm. addition to him not really wanting this baby. Yeah. And he, you see when he found out that the, the pre, that she was pregnant, he wasn't that excited no, about yeah. it. No, he wasn't excited at all. And I think that's the guilt that's troubling him is, gosh, I don't want this baby. And then he thinks that he wished it into existence. Yeah. And then I also think he doesn't want Libby either because when he slept walk, he packed up, she mentioned her clothes just mm-hmm. as if she thought it was for when she goes into labor right. but also the baby's clothes so he was putting away their stuff so in a way oh. maybe he's trying to like subconsciously doesn't want to be with right. her either well, you which, know, which you already can tell well yeah. he's in love with Virginia yeah. like, right. let's keep it real yeah. <laughs> does, he know, does he know what love is like I don't I don't know I don't that think he, he I think he's in infatuation with her I don't know that he's in love with her I, I don't think it's a matter of he doesn't know what love is I don't think he knows how to show love um, because I think that he definitely, and, and maybe it's not love yet. I mean, I I, it could so. be just an infatuation, but I mean, he obviously cares for her he, more yeah. than he cares for his wife. And we don't really know how they became together yet, do we? Of how they got together. Because just no. like Ethan and Vivian, maybe the, there was a father involved with mm-hmm. trying to set them up and mm-hmm. being like, this looks good for you. So maybe oh, that happened with him and as, Libby. Uh, as to how they got into their relationship. Their You're talking about their their marriage. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think oh, okay. that's a Libby. great point because I was watching the show thinking the same thing. And I'm watching the show and I'm like, how did Libby fall in love with someone like this? Mm-hmm. How did she marry a man like this? How did she even get close yeah. to a man like mm-hmm. this? Same. Because yeah. he's so emotionally disconnected and right. cold. Yeah. With everything from when they have sex to when they're talking to when she loses her baby. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. every single aspect He's just withdrawn. Mm-hmm. So it could be a, it could have been an arranged marriage. Yeah, and there's other characters that you see that too with Betty, the former prostitute who marries mm-hmm. the pretzel guy because mm-hmm. it's not for love. It's because right. just the way security. Yes, exactly. And then the, I think the only characters we actually see where there might be potentially love involved is Jane and Austin. Or I'm sorry, Jane and uh, is Austin? Austin? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I keep doing that <laughs> with them together. Cause... But I don't think. But Jane's not in love with Austin. Remember? But that's because he's married. So um, what if he wasn't married? If that wasn't in the we're play the what if I mean, there's obviously some attraction on Jane's part. Yeah, because before she was like, oh, like all about it. She right. into it. She and did then get excited. After you know, the study was right. over, she's like, I, I can't do that with right. you. Like she wanted to, but she couldn't. But she wasn't married. Yeah. It's, Sorry, it's I didn't inter- mean to go like yeah. on a whole, like connect the dots. <laughs> the one thing that I find interesting, though, if you look at some of the previous episodes leading up to this, I mean, she finally, you know, the straw broke when the kid, not only that the kid being gone, because even with her having to lose the kid, she still wanted him there. Um, remember when she was going in and she's like, I know we didn't make this kid together. Right. But I wanted to lose it together. Like she still wanted him there. Even all or was that she a threat though? No. I don't think it was a threat. I think she no, really, because if you, if you look at. reaching. She yeah. is. Because if you look at the previous episodes, all the stuff that he was about being emotionless and being late and mm-hmm. all these kind of things, she still had his back. Yeah. She still was there for him. She still wanted to, she still wanted to console him. Whatever he wanted, she wanted to deliver, even to the point of now she's losing what she really loved, but mm-hmm. she still wants him there until at the end when he isn't there for her afterwards and then she's just done and yeah. she just walks off. Which, you know, honestly, good for her. Finally, like, oh, getting yeah. on her own oh, and just sure. being like, F you, I don't need you. And, like, mindset. I don't know if she's literally, we'll see in the next episode right. if she actually does go down with her guns, but still, it's just, it was amazing to see her kind of stand up mm-hmm. in a way, you know? Mm-hmm. I think so. Well, yeah. And she did it silently, though. Well, she, she... What did she say? Did she say anything in At the end, when she walked out, it was a silent kind of thing. Yeah. But even um, the whole process when she was at, demanding him to tell her mm-hmm. if if the baby's dead or not. Mm-hmm. Right. She was demanding him right. to tell him versus letting it go. 
you know, I'm curious. I mean, we all know that, um, you know, there's something between Virginia and Dr. Masters. But I'm curious to see how their relationship falls apart. I don't feel like Dr. Masters would ever leave Libby, no matter wh- how strong his attraction towards mm-hmm. Virginia was. I'm thinking she's going to end up leaving him, and I yeah. wouldn't blame her That's at what all. it feels like. It feels like this baby is going to be the start of their divorce or their divorce. separation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Because now that she's not satisfied and she has nothing to love, and she realizes that he's so like disconnected from her mm-hmm. I think that she's still in search of love I think the reason she wanted the baby is because she wasn't satisfied in her marriage mm-hmm. and she wanted something to love to bring now them she, together yeah too. now she's yeah. like okay well the baby's not an option let me disconnect from you and maybe true love is still available for me yeah mm-hmm. and he doesn't want to try again He's he claims that it was too hard on him and hard on her which mm-hmm. you know I think is just a coward way out of being like I don't want a kid instead of saying that you know? Well, we see him get upset with his mother when she tells him everything's going to be fine. Right. Yeah. He goes off on her. Rightfully so. Yeah. But I think that has a lot to do with his history, you know, when he was a kid and the full father situation, which Unresolved I'm sure we'll find issues. out yeah, yeah, about saying that. And probably like, you know, the scene where she he's getting beat and she's turning up the radio because she's thinking like, OK, I'm not going to step into that. Mm. And so I think that's just probably growing up. She probably was, you know, masking a lot of things that were going on, saying it was going to be fine, saying things are going to be OK yeah. to the point where he just and I think that's why he's now a disconnected adult Mm -hmm. I think a lot of that plays and we'll probably see it unfold more now that the mom is in the picture she's going to be around we're going to see more about what happened with that situation and the father and all of that well I got a question why I want to know what happened to him before because in one of the episodes where there's a flashback and he's talking to his boss um, he is this crazy loose looks like he makes fun has jokes Mm -hmm. Where did we lose that? I want to know where his father passing away. Mm. They mentioned Libby mentions that she's seen him lose it before when he lost his father, and so his father dying was, I think, a pivotal point or turning point Uh in his life for him. And I think that's probably where he either became angry or he lashed out or he became this cold person because he was he was softer. But it had to have been during him and Libby's marriage, so it was more recent that his father, you know, passed away. I'm sure. Yeah, it was like five years. I think they said. because when the mom walked out, she's like, it's been buried for five years. Right. Like, I'm pretty sure the ties That's to the father. The oh, yeah. Of course. Of course. So you think that his personality completely went cold when his father died? Or maybe with the added responsibility of his level of power, you know, with his success, he may have, like, conformed to this person that he thinks he has to be, that society has kind of pushed him into. Right. Okay. And yeah. I don't even know if it's so much society. I think that... Oftentimes we find with physicians a God complex where you start to believe in yourself and you start Mm -hmm. to think that you're the almighty. Because we said we touched on religion a lot this episode where they kept bringing it up and he has a lot of doubt. So Mm -hmm. he has faith in himself and in science. And so when you base everything on science, I think that you start to lose the uh, faith and love aspect and the True. emotional connection. I think that he becomes very robotic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think we're seeing that a lot with him. This episode, though, he had a breakthrough. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we'll talk about his breakthrough in just a little bit. But, <laughs> but we have to talk about Virginia and her babies. So she yeah. has her kids at the hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're, I mean, we see this episode that her kids are angry with her. And they're taking it out on mom because, you know, just like 
everybody else in the world, her kids are going to have parent issues, okay? We're, all of us have them. Everybody comes from a dysfunctional family. I don't know anybody who comes from, you know, really the Cosbys. And so... It's a few of us out there. <laughs> just a few. It's just a few. Well, that is, like, far and few. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, Virginia's raising these kids in a single-parent home. She doesn't want to disappoint her children and let them know that their father doesn't really want them. Mm-hmm. But she's taking on the burden of having to juggle her career plus parenthood. And her son starts taking it out on her. What's the point of even having a mom? Yeah. If you're never going to be around. And takes it as far as to even run away this this most recent time that she disappoints him. Right. And so what was that? Was that him? He was acting out for attention? Maybe, but she does suck as a mom. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think she's really a bad mom? Well, I mean, I know she's doing as much as she can, and it's not enough, but you have to keep your word, you know? And she was like, just building up the cherry pie and the Ferris wheel. And there's a certain extent to where you have to cut off work and be a mom or be a but, wife or be ever who you are. There, I work so much. Like, I can't stop. Like, I work a lot. But there's a time where I cut things off for family or obligations other than work. There's just so much more to that in but life. Do you think her leaving, the, making the kids stay in the hospital was a work-related thing? Because it was more, it seemed like a friend type of thing. I know that Masters asked her to stay in, but right. she's actually created a friendship with Libby, so maybe True. it was more of a it motherly, did, hey, It, it didn't seem like a friendship thing between her and Libby. It seemed as a, an obligation, as an emergency to yeah. Dr. Masters, you know. And I understand that was a huge thing to not you know to keep walking out but she's like walked out on her children so many times yeah. and let them down that i felt like she really needs to step up on the mom plate but i well, see what you mean because she had the choice of she didn't know what was on that phone call she right. didn't know she so she chose going. to go back and get it so she i did. see what your point is well definitely. i mean you slow you see that the fact that this job is consuming her life yeah. just as it consumed master's life but she's actually a part of something and she did say i mean to in her defense you know obviously her ex-husband is a deadbeat He's not doing his part financially. She has to do all of that with what she's making. But I agree with you. There has a point where you have to make time. And she, there's times that she could have made time or she could have been like, I need to go home and, you know, be with my family. Mm-hmm. But she's chose on her own free will to be like, okay, I'll stay and, and help or I'll stay and, and finish the job or whatever is asked of me because she really is involved with this. And she goes above and beyond to put herself front and center of yeah, Dr. Masters. For sure. Well, she's... But she's also in a place of amazing opportunity, though. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like this is part of the reason why a lot of companies or corporations don't want to hire single parent women with children. Mm-hmm. They get discriminated against because oftentimes women will call out sick because they have to take care of their child or they'll miss, you know, uh, deadlines because they need to make sure that they're at the kid's recital. I mean, it's hard to juggle both. So what is what is Virginia to do? Is she to be, you know, 100% amazing mom or be amazing at her job? So now, she's being like zero percent amazing mom. <laughs> she's not zero. She's she at like is. she's at like twelve percent. She hasn't though. done anything. She we haven't seen her motherly side. We haven't seen her put her kids first or anything. And I say you need to be a mom first because ten years from now, is it going to matter that you kept walking? No, it's going to matter that your kids have that memory of going to the Ferris wheel and having that cherry pie and knowing that they were a priority to her. But do you think the sacrifice she's making now in, in her career with what's happening is what she's maybe thinking about for the future of her children? Yeah. I feel like if you're a single mother, you don't get the opportunity to put your career head first. You you can't mm. be in this. You have two children. You made choices that are preventing you from being living this life of having a glorified uh, 
career where you're on groundbreaking uh, research and you get to discover all this stuff and work 16-hour nights. You don't get that because you're a mom. So then what does she do? Not work? And then she's (laughs) basically broke? and then She makes boundaries. She's not staying. She's not trying to clock in all these hours so she can pay bills. Uh So then do you think she actually loves her kids then? Yeah, of course she loves her I mean, kids. I'm not saying she's a total between... jerk, but I'm just saying. But, but like, you said zero percent. <laughs> That's kind of jerkish. Zero. She is at zero. Yeah. I'm surprised she feeds her kids. Oh. It, can also be, it can also be argued, though, that when you have children, that that shouldn't be debilitating, that you shouldn't allow the kids to be an excuse for you not to achieve or excel. There's a lot of single parents who have made huge milestones or breakthroughs mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. you know, society that were able to juggle, juggle both. And some of them, their children probably did suffer because of it. They yeah. do. And you just need to, I, you know, I, I think that you are making your bed there, you know, because in, you know, 20 years later when they're grown up and dysfunctional in their own relationships, in their own life, it might be because of the dysfunctional kind of love they were given as a child. And I think that's more important. I want to, if I choose to have children, I want to raise functional, contributing members of society. And I don't think, and I will have to put my career behind because I feel like raising humans is a huge deal. Because of the responsibility. Yeah, there's a huge undertaking, you know. And I'm conflicted because she said she, in the very, like, I don't know if it was like the first or second episode. She said she had kids because she thought she had to. And then in this episode, she came out and said that she had kids because she wanted to. Yeah, that was a little confusing. It was conflicting to see like, did she really, did she, did she ever want kids? And then today it seemed like she definitely did. Yeah, it kind of made me question if she had to love her kids or she really did love and wanted to have her kids. Mm -hmm. You know, because meanwhile in the other room is a mother or a wannabe mother that wants a child to love and yet can't have it. So it's kind of an interesting take on her perspective of if she really wants the kid or not, you know, even though she has them. She has the option. Yeah, it's kind (laughs) of go between. I will say, though, in defense, like, you know, my mother, she wasn't a single mother. You know, we as both of us, but she went back to school with five kids. So she wasn't there like she had been before going back to school and and all of that. So, but she did it because for the sake of when she was done with school, it was going to give us a better life as children. Right. So, I mean, you can look at it both ways, but I think her she's very ambiguous with what she's trying to say. I have to raise my hand on this. <laughs> okay, take it. That's, because that's a really good point. I'm thinking of it as. Virginia's in a marriage, right? I'm sure she had no intentions of, one, being a single parent. Correct. Yeah. Two, of having to be the sole provider for her children. So when she's put in a position where she winds up uh, being disappointed by the man that she decided to spend the rest of her life with, she now has to overcompensate and pick up the slack, whether it be as the financial support and the head of the household, which, if she really wants a better life for her children, she is going to have to take on more responsibility career-wise. She's not going to be able to give them the lap of luxury as just somebody's secretary. So I think... I don't, she hasn't mentioned giving anybody the lap of luxury. She hasn't mentioned I think she future. wants respect in the medical industry. I think it's her. I think she's doing this all for her. You think she's being selfish? Yeah. I don't think she's well, like, I, I want to provide. I, I think she wants to keep food in the icebox, as she mentioned. <laughs> But I don't, I feel like this whole journey, all this time in the brothels and all this time with Dr. Masters is selfish. Like, this is all her own agenda. I agree. I think that it is, I agree with you, actually. You're absolutely right. I think that it is for her. 
But and that's okay. I'm not saying that. That's okay, bad. That's not bad. That's not to bad. be a part of something amazing. Yeah. No, I, I don't. I don't think that's bad. And I was raised by a single mother, you know, who had a boyfriend for a very long time that I consider my father figure. So, she, you know, but we were primarily in her care, and we took the back seat a lot so she could work. And she took on. She bought a business and ran it, and she worked long hours, and we didn't have a mom at night and I didn't have a mom when I was coming home you know and it's it was it was for the betterment of our family but mm-hmm. is that for the betterment of the family is what I'm really curious so how do you being that that happened to you how do you feel about that I wish I would have had my mom I would have given anything to mm. have my mom after school I had so many friends that had moms that stayed at home and we'd go over and they'd have snacks and they would be there to help but us how did the stuff. mom stay at home who's going to pay the bills if mom well, stays they at had home a husband. so it's like okay either, it's a tough. And if I you're know, a single yeah. parent home it's like okay putting shoes on my kids feet right. that's true or uh, reading additional stories to them. I mean, you right. have to make. I a just choice. don't think the extent of which she works is necessary in this situation. Yeah. <laughs> well, we see. I do. I do think that she brought up a great point. She says that in uh, it orders the kids' universe to have both parents there. Yes. It, it. It. And I. And I agree with that. I think that every child does need both parents, but unfortunately, that's not the reality. And I think that yes, her kids are suffering because of it. Uh. And we see, you know, them act out. He runs away. He goes as far as to say that he doesn't think that his mom really loves him and that she doesn't really care. And I think that children act out and, they, you know, her son is obviously taking it personal that she's not there and threatening that he wants to live with dad. But at the same time, what is she to do? Like, what other option does she have? She's put in an amazing position that any woman at that time would have died for back then. Well, so, let's interview her kids. They're still I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Bring them on in. Yeah. Let's go. Tell us what really affected we're, we're you. We're debating a lot on this right, episode. Right, yeah. right. Okay, so let's get back to uh, Dr. Masters and um, wrap up things. He had a breakthrough. He had a yes. breakthrough. Oh, that crying episode. scene. Yeah. Oh, yes. Still looking. <laughs> He's can just I, crying. Can I say how adorable it is when a man that is so hard on the outside opens up from the inside and you see that pouring through it was i i like totally cried i was so happens to me all the time (laughs) (laughs) my favorite part of the entire season so far when absolutely he breaks down in the office with virginia she literally shuts her eyes yeah (laughs) (laughs) but you know that she forced that out of him she was like no you're not gonna work tonight you're going to stay at home with your wife you're gonna Mm -hmm. be sensitive for once Mm -hmm. because he's just so hardcore and disconnected and the fact that he starts to you know she knows that he's taking it uh, that he's blaming himself and she gets that out of him she gets him to admit that he blames himself that he didn't really want the kid and she tells him you're not that powerful like you can't you didn't create this you know that you didn't speak this into existence and so for him to start crying and finally show some emotion Uh about the pregnancy and the loss thereof was like you said a breakthrough it was amazing yeah it was huge Michael Sheen has done a wonderful job I feel like so far because he has played so many different characters yeah before so I know this isn't like how he acts normally so I mean he's really stepping out of his role I feel like to do this and uh, I think he's doing a great job because we have this inner conflict with him which is where we love him but mm-hmm. we don't like him and he's so douchey and he can <laughs> like draw all these emotions out of us and but he is probably still my he is my favorite character because he is so mysterious and there is so many layers 
there that I don't even know what kind of woman it would take to get through to those. You know, just mm-hmm. someone that forces their way and says, I'm staying no matter what. Be whoever you want to be. I'm not scared. You well, know? I think I think also, too, he's very, because of his feelings that he has for her, he's very comfortable with her. So I don't think he would have, he wouldn't have done that even in front of his wife. I don't yeah, think. Or his mother. Yeah, or his mother. That's the yeah. awful part, yeah. though, yeah. is yeah. that now his wife, once again, gets to feel this lack of love or this lack of care from him because he's giving this emotion which is extremely powerful to Mm -hmm. Virginia and not to Libby. Right. Like his wife should be in there. His wife should be a part of that. His wife should get to see him suffer because she's suffering and she thinks they should suffer together. Yeah, Yeah. suffer together. Lean lean on each other. I think Virginia because when she was talking to Libby and how Libby was explaining that he shuts down and he gets in that way I think that gave um, information for Virginia to be okay this is his moment where Mm -hmm. he's going to do it. Mm -hmm. We need to force it out of him. So I think that's why she stuck around and was able to get that out. Meanwhile Libby's kind of in the right in her own mind, like going in her own direction, you know. Uh, that made no sense what I just said. No, it did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Libby, Libby's, you know, she's in another place right now yeah, because right. of what and she just went yeah, through. Exactly. Right. No, yeah, exactly. No, it makes sense. But yeah. but the problem is that now, once again, he's he's making a connection with Virginia. Which I'm oh, okay yeah. with Which that. should have been with his <laughs> wife. Why well, is he so team then? They're not like <laughs> a romantic couple. I, they might. You never know. Wait till that starts yeah, happening. How do you feel about like when her ex-husband came in and she didn't give his name, but she told him that his ex-husband was there and he went through and searched so he can find out what he had to say well, yeah, about we, that. We talked about that last episode. That, it, that, that obviously was part of his obsession with uh-huh. Virginia. Right. And I think that he too, just like Ethan, has this infatuation with her and almost intrigue because there wasn't a lot of women like her in that time that right. was so sexually empowered right. and driven and outspoken the way mm-hmm. that she is. Right. But also I think that part of that is also a turnoff to a lot of men. Right. So I think that he you know he's intrigued with her. Mm-hmm. He's definitely intrigued with her. I don't think that he's in love with her yet though. Mm-hmm. Because Not I, yet. I don't yeah. think that he still <laughs> understands love. With love. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's going to be a process. And that she'll potentially get that out of him. Mm. Let's do After Buzz predictions yes. since we're kind of like going into them. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Can I do that too soon? We've been predicting this whole time what's going to happen. Right, right, right. <laughs> do you guys think that next episode they're going to actually start right after, like just the next day, or do you think they're going to go up ahead again? Because in the last two episodes, they've been skipping ahead. Yeah, as far as, like, the you, pregnancy was concerned, right. yeah. they jump forward. Do you think they're going to jump forward or maybe Libby left him or anything like that? Or do you think it's going to pick no, up right where it left off? I think they're going to skip. I think it's going to pick up right where they yeah. left off. Really? Maybe within a week. I, I think we're going to see Libby leave, though. I think in this episode, you think that. so? No, by the end of the season, I think she's going to give him an ultimatum oh, or yeah. leave. Yeah. You know, I, I, I feel she's going to leave him, though. Now, what they didn't address was whether the baby was really Dr. Masters' semen or not. Because we had a prediction that it could have been Ethan that implanted the his own sperm inside of Libby in order to get her pregnant because we know that Dr. Masters is has has a low sperm count. Right. I was thinking about that too. Yeah. I, I don't think that. It that. I don't think Ethan's so. baby. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't yeah. think he would have wanted to have anything because I think he would have felt guilty for some reason and it would have came out later. And I think he wouldn't have done that. I do think it was his sperm. And I do think, and because of that scene, when the stillborn and he's holding the oh. baby oh, and you that have that moment so you got to yeah. and you got that moment where he's just like, that this was is an my child. Moment. That was yeah. an intimate moment. And it he has been cold girl. up until that point. And all of a sudden you see that yeah. for a brief but you see that yeah. glimpse. So that was definitely his baby. 
the Catherine. That was a real moment, them right. showing us yeah. that child. Right. That was, right. Yeah, that was, I was, once again, touched yeah. by Dr. Masters mm-hmm. in that moment. But I think that, uh, that Libby is going to leave him. And when she does leave him. I hope she has some amazing sense. <laughs> <laughs> Then she goes and Go gets Libby. Come <laughs> on, Team Libby. You're on Team Libby. <laughs> but see, Roy, you think that Dr. Masters is going to, what, feel free to go after Virginia after that? Well, once Libby leaves him, I feel like that's what's going to happen. He's going to be more open. He's like, hey, we got to do our studies now. Let's let's do that. I think he's going to push the study, make it more science versus what he really wants. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think that, um, and this is a after Buzz prediction that I just kind of came up with right now. I think for as far as uh, Virginia and Ethan's relationship is concerned, he is going to take on that like fatherly role that uh, Vivian is going to find out that there was a relationship between them and she's going to start to try to figure out how to push Virginia out of the hospital. Ooh. Yeah. And there y'all have it. (laughs) Masters of sex. Oh yeah. (laughs) Make sure that you guys join us next Sunday. And once again, you can uh, tweet at us at AfterBuzzTV. You can play with my Twitter at Spicy underscore Madi or stroke my Instagram at Spicy underscore Madi. And let us know what you guys think. Rate us on iTunes. Give us your feedback. Where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at The Poet Saint on Twitter, The Poet Saint on Facebook, Poet Saint on Instagram. It's all The Poet Saint. That's how I roll. <laughs> Jenna. I'm at Jenna Time Tweets. And I'm on Twitter with Hey Roya, and I'm also on Instagram, Hey Roya. Made it simple, the same. Let <laughs> us know what you guys think, your thoughts and opinions, and check us out next time. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.